Uh, it is important to understand that digital transformation is not just um, transforming analog processes to a digital process. Digital transformation is much bigger. It involves a lot of people and this is a big change. So it is important, in my opinion, to develop a so-called change mindset that the people in the future don't see changes as threats, but they see them as an opportunity. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the D4 Data Channel podcast. I am your host Deepak and with me we have Ms. Sandra Bininger. Today's topic is digital transformation in the public sector, which is a big challenge for many countries. We will be discussing how it's not just about the technology, but also the mindset and culture that plays a big part in it. Joining us is Sandra Bininger, a digital transformation and uh, society enthusiast with a background in law and experience working in the Estonian Ministry of Justice. Sandra is passionate about challenging the status quo and supporting the digital transformation process in Germany. It's a pleasure to have you here today, Sandra, and thank you for accepting my invitation. Thank you, Deepak, for having me, and I'm looking forward for our conversation. Great. So, uh, so my first question, it's regarding uh, the technological element and the human factor in it. So what role should citizens play in shaping and co-creating digital transformation initiatives in the public sector? Like firstly, I think it's important to understand that uh, the digital transformation is not only about uh, making analog things uh, digital. Uh, it uh, is much more. It's not only about the technology, but it's also, uh, or in my understanding, a major part about the change, how this uh, process of uh, making analog processes in a digital, how it will change the way uh, how we do things. Uh, and in the middle of this uh, change process are the people. Therefore, the people should be strongly uh, more um, involved in this process, that they uh, understand what it's about, they understand the, the why, why it's necessary to do these changes, why it's necessary to digitalize and uh, that they can give also their feedback because in the end uh, this uh, if you talk about the citizens then they, they are the end users on one hand because they are using the public services and uh, i don't know for example if you have to change your uh, address or you want to apply for the child uh, support money uh, you go to the doctor or whatever there are so many services which are provided by the public and uh, people are using it, so they should be able uh, to uh, firstly understand uh, why it's necessary to digitally, what are the benefits of it, what are the risks of it, and so on. And on the other hand, there are also the public uh, or civil servants which are uh, using inside their organizations uh, the uh, digital solutions to make their processes more efficient, uh, more transparent, uh, and uh, that they can, through this uh, digitalization, get rid of maybe uh, repetitive tasks, which uh, uh, somebody else or the robot uh, or AI, whatever, uh, can do it for them, that they can then uh, more concentrate on more uh, difficult tasks. So we have the citizens, we have then the civil servants, and uh, then we have also the politicians. Uh, which uh, are already involved in this because they are these who make the strategies, uh, uh, see which kind of funds will be uh, given to the digital transformation. Uh, but uh, they are then also like, in my opinion, that the people itself, they are the biggest uh, power for a digi to accelerate the digital transformation, but they are also the biggest uh, 
challenge or the biggest obstacle because uh, it always depends how, which kind of priority this uh, topic uh, has in one country uh, because it's not that this is our only challenge which we're dealing with. We have the uh, the war, we had the COVID, and uh, this is the politicians also have to prioritize and uh, think where they are giving the funds and uh, how they are then uh, um, implementing these changes and uh, moving with these topics uh, forward. So yes, I think that uh, there are different ways how we can, um, uh, how the people can uh, uh, help to this process. Um, and uh, But it's really important that they should be uh, involved So, uh, in this regard, like, uh, how do cultural and social differences impact the implementation and uh, success of digital transformation initiatives? Yeah, I think that, um, like, I have the experience that uh, I live now uh, since five years in Germany, but uh, I'm uh, originally from Estonia. Uh, in Estonia, we like to call ourselves digital natives and digital spirits. Uh, so, uh, it's a bit different here. Uh, in Estonia, digitalization is something which we live and breathe because uh, Estonia is 99% uh, digitalized. There's like two things which you only cannot, cannot do uh, in, um, uh, in digitally is like getting married and uh, uh, getting divorced. All the other things are digitally possible. And this is uh, Estonia uh, has started with the digitalization already in the 90s. So it's already longer period. And this also means that the people are kind of used to it. This is something which they live and breathe. This is something which they see. This is surrounding them. They see the benefits uh, and so on. In Germany, it's a little bit different. Uh, they are also digitalizing, but uh, maybe not so, so successfully how it maybe uh, would be. Uh, there is a lot of potential in here, but this is not something which you live and breathe in this way like we do it uh, in Estonia. For sure, there are different... Uh, um, uh, points to it. Why is it like this? Uh, and also like uh, Estonia is a really small country. We are 1,3 or Estonia is 1,3 million people. Germany is over 80 million people. Uh, Germany has totally different uh, uh, governmental system. There is uh, 16 federal states which can make uh, decisions on their own and so it's much more complicated uh, than in Estonia which is uh, more or less the same size as one federal state in uh, Germany. So if you have, as I said, that the uh, people can be the biggest power and uh, the biggest obstacles, then less people you have on power, which can or have the right to decide things, then you can go more through these uh, obstacles because you have to discuss things through with less people. And also, uh, it depends also which kind of mindset this person has. If they are more like hearing, okay, we will do some digital solutions, we would like to do this. And if the person is then right away thinking, oh, okay, it's a big risk, or they think that Ah, okay, there are some risks, but uh, the solutions outcome is uh, really cool and this would be really beneficial. We should see this uh, uh, positive sides of it. So let's do it. Let's take care of these uh, risks. But overall, the mindset is positive. Let's do it. So uh, I think that, um, yeah, in Estonia, it's like uh, um, for the reason that it's already done so long and uh, it is somehow part of our culture already. Uh, then also right now, it's much more easier uh, to make new changes because people are somehow more used to it and plus they see these benefits of it and they can imagine what more benefits we can, can have from some technological solutions. And in Germany, it's a bit different because people haven't felt it so much. 
uh, these benefits and uh, sometimes they don't even believe in this. And then they are also, uh, I think, also a little bit maybe it's to do with history that they are a little bit more um, cautious about giving uh, the state so much power by uh, uh, possessing their data. Uh, so, yeah, Estonians are quite open to it because they think about the benefits and the German first maybe think about the risk, which is not bad. You have to think about the risks, but there is always a middle way. Right, right. Really appreciate you for sharing that experience, actually. So uh, I know like uh, the, regarding the implementation side, like it's often uh, challenging because like to satisfy every needs of a particular society and how to actually balance the initiatives, it's, it's pretty complex. So like how can the public sector ensure that digital transformation does not reinforce existing social and economic inequalities? Yeah, I think that uh, if you uh, digitalize things, you have to always keep in mind different social groups. You have to keep in mind that you cannot also digitalize uh, everything, at least not right now, because you have to always have the possibility to um, apply for the services also on paper, because there are still uh, social groups which uh, uh, cannot do it in uh, in internet or digitally, or elderly and so on. Uh, even if, for example, in Estonia, there is also uh, thought about this, that if there is uh, some uh, things which are uh, only available um, on uh, um, in online, for example, uh, if you need to read the laws, then the laws are all uh, published uh, in internet, and if they are not published there, then they more or less don't exist. No, and uh, you cannot, uh, they will not be any more produ- be pro- produced on the paper. It's not that all elderly people are fighting in the court or so that they need to read the laws, but in general, law should be available for people. But for that also in Estonia, there is uh, in the libraries, uh, there is uh, free access uh, to the internet. And there is also people who will help you uh, if you need some services. Uh, so also on this, uh, uh, this, uh, it has been uh, thought uh, that uh, if the people need the access, um, then uh, it's um, uh, made available by the state. And also this internet access, that you have internet everywhere, which is really important uh, because you cannot make digital services if you don't have internet and you don't have the tools to use it. And to have an access for public services, it is, it has to, you have to have it. Understood, understood. So when it comes to uh, the way these strategies are actually like structured, so like how can public sector ensure that the digital transformation is not just a short term solution, but a sustainable long term strategy? Like if you talk about the strategy, the first things which comes in the mind, in person's mind is that you have to have a plan, you have to have to have the funds for it. Uh, but you also have to understand that digital transformation, you, you cannot think about digital transformation uh, as a something separate. You cannot work in so-called silos. You have to understand that this is, uh, this is um, connected with a lot of uh, other things. Uh, this is one point. And second point, if you think about the digital transformation, this is something that uh, in the next years, uh, I don't know, uh, 10, 20 this is um, always uh, coming more, uh, becoming more important. We will have more uh, and new technological um, uh, technologies uh, uh, changes all the time. If you think about uh, uh, ChatGPT, uh, for example, and uh, artificial intelligence and so on, then you have to think about this: that uh, uh, 
strategically, uh, in my opinion, we should think about to develop so-called change mindset uh, in the people that uh, every new change uh, which comes, the people will adapt more uh, easily and faster. Because if you know uh, how, like people mostly are like this, that they don't like changes. And every person with new change goes through this change score. And if you know how the change score works, that it's like this, that first you have this uh, part of where you are a denier, you don't want it. And then it's like, uh, goes a bit more down, then you are also sad and so on. Then you go down there, maybe also depression. And then at some point you start to go up again and accept it and work uh, uh, also in direction of this change. And in my opinion, we should work uh, much more on this uh, also through uh, during our projects uh, that we uh, make this uh, change curve uh, uh, flatter, that we don't go anymore so down. It's clear that if there comes a change, that people are more agitated and uh, don't like it. I think it's quite uh, difficult to arrive to this, that everybody's just cheering and uh, don't like just say that, okay. But there still be some change curve, but we should arrive to this, that we get it flatter. This means that all the new changes which will come, then people already on, from the mindset are much more open to this change and they don't work against it. And uh, it's also important that the new changes, if they come, it's not like this, that uh, uh, I don't know, in organizations, the management will come and say, now it's changed. Now you have to do uh, this in a completely another way. But the people are already involved in this change process, that they can uh, also express their opinion, give the feedback because they will work, uh, have to work in another way, uh, maybe have some new processes, new hardware, whatever, that they are much more involved in this because it's um, much more uh, like it's much more different if you are motivated already from inside that you want to have this uh, changed and uh, and working this way it, because you are already being involved in this process then somebody just puts it on your table and says now it is like this and do it differently i think the first reaction most of the people is like no why should i <laughs> so it's 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 so human but we can uh, make as i said this change curve uh, a bit f flatter if we uh, think uh, a little bit more um, how this all will influence the process and this should also be uh, more implemented in this uh, long-term strategies, I believe. Understood. So you did touch upon this particular point, actually, but like, uh, so regarding any of any change, like the first, first, first thing actually comes with the mindset, mindset, mindset shift, actually. So like, what are the key mindset shift necessary for successful digital transformation? And like, how can organization foster this change? Yeah, organization can do like there is a, a change management methodologies and you can implement uh, this also in your organizations. Uh, some organizations have even change managers which are actually uh, dealing with this topic. Uh, but uh, you can also as a manager or leadership keep this in mind and think about it always by involving the people in these changes. There are like little steps what you can do about this, but you have to understand that, that this topic is important and uh, the uh, people should be involved in this change. And also, if you talk, one thing is inside organizations, but if we talk about uh, uh, the, uh, the people, the citizens, 
then uh, also for them, uh, there are the changes coming. If we talk about, for example, artificial intelligence, most people don't even know what it is. We uh, come from the field, so-called, then for us, it's so normal. Okay, there is this new chat, uh, there is AI, this will uh, change our life, this and that. But uh, most of the people don't know anything about it. If they And uh, if they hear only the stories about it uh, or watch uh, Will Smith movie about the robots, and they, they think that there will come some killer robots and what they will do with life, they, for sure they are against it. They don't want it. So you have to bring this topic nearer to the people to raise their awareness uh, and uh, also to explain to them uh, what is changing, how, why, and so on. Uh, for example, in Estonia, there is a good example that uh, the uh, artificial intelligence uh, was named uh, uh, in Estonia different. It was named Krat. And uh, Krat is uh, a mythological creature uh, from Estonian fairy tale. Uh, and uh, this is uh, like a creature, but it's under, it has uh, uh, this uh, strong powers, can do everything, but it's uh, always um, under control of the owner. So this is like uh, they, they have made like this, this is also a little bit part of the change management, in my opinion, that they have cre created this uh, bird and this, uh, uh, this um, character to make the people understand because they know they're from the childhood, the stories that they understand what the AI is, that, uh, yeah, that there is, can do a lot of uh, powerful things, but we as humans uh, will see what this uh, uh, what this uh, powerful creature will do, will do, not that this creature can act on its own and do bad things. Like, yeah. So make it a little bit like simple way, but to make people more understandable. Got it. Got it. That's interesting, actually. So uh, how can the public sector ensure that digital transformation is not just a buzzword? And uh, so this is something which I felt, honestly, because many times when the initiatives or how it's actually implemented like often people talk about technology often people talk about ai but mo more than that like they are actually not taking it to the next level on how it can actually interpret or how it can actually be a aid in someone's uh what to say like the way we are actually uh doing some stuff or like how it it's actually augmenting some of the process basically so uh, the big example which you mentioned like in the comparison like okay the owner has a control over that particular creature. Exactly, it's the same way AI is actually functioning at this moment. So if you look into the shift in the way AI is being used right now, so big companies have hold of this powerful tool and they are able to actually declare themselves as the supreme, so like supreme lord. So basically now Bing is actually fighting for the place for the better search engine than Google. And Bing is having ChatGPT in underhand. So like uh, there is a bit of a resistance and like, and I could see like major powers already have that in the hold and how they are actually taking it forward. But what happens is like uh, when it comes to like maybe secondary companies or like maybe the companies which don't have that much of a potential to kind of leverage everything, like the technology advancements, then how it's being used, everything comes as a buzzword actually. And oftentimes it's only used at the time of presentations or at the time of what to say whenever we need to project something and it's not really implemented on the field as you say so how can how can that kind of a mindset mindset actually like can we drift in in terms of like okay how can we kind of make some improvements in this in terms of the service delivery and uh, 
citizen satisfaction. Yeah, I think that this is like what I told before, that you have to raise the awareness about this, what is also happening and keep people more like uh, um, that they have this information about the current situation and talk and talk and talk about uh, uh, this, um, like say this RE is also for a lot of people uh, on the street, the buzzwords. Don't, they don't know what's happening, that there is a, how there is this a fly, fight, the Microsoft, Google, and uh, big, uh, big four, I don't know, Facebooks and uh, so on. Like they don't think about these things. And for them, they see the password. And only what you can do is uh, talk about it more also like in the media and, uh, and, uh, and uh, also raise the awareness. And also one point which is really important is to start to talk about this topic already uh, uh, to our children. Uh, to implement this in the school system so that uh, they already the young people understand what are these things and how uh, uh, this uh, how our life will change in the future so i think that the school topic is also really important here to raise the awareness and uh, about the future skills and so on and also that it doesn't stay like one thing is also that we talk about it uh, more and raise the awareness and make some campaigns and so on. other things that you have to deliver like if you talk about the digital transformation and uh, and uh, you don't deliver anything uh, there is uh, not uh, this uh, services coming on the market that you can use if you talk about the public services uh, then uh, then for sure the people are not satisfied for them this is just this is just a buzzword because nothing is happening. Uh, so you have to also deliver. If you do, say something, then deliver. If you don't deliver, then uh, uh, then uh, people will be unsatisfied. And uh, it just stays for them a negative buzzword, uh, so to say. Right, right. And uh, so regarding like uh, when, when we are actually adapting to these new technologies or like how to implement and so and so, one of the big concern which any uh, citizen would have is how how what is what is the level of transparency and accountability in the solution or like how how we are able to understand or interpret that solution so like there was a example uh, recently which was widely discussed so there was an app called lensa ai and this lensa ai app is used by many people and uh, so especially women and when they post their pictures they are actually returning some very vulgar images of their self. So it's mostly like morphing their image into some anime characters and extrapolating the features and like it's it's terrible in some cases. But at, at times like people enjoy that kind of an output, but like at times they it, it raises a concern like, am I giving my image to some source? Am I giving my photograph to some third party who then use it for some other purpose? Or what is going to happen in my, what is going to happen with my data in, in specific. So that level of a concern often people have like when it comes to any technology. So one of the biggest concern with ChatGPT was like when people started asking questions, they are literally giving their data. And there was a, uh, there was a company uh, which even I think they started putting restrictions on using ChatGPT because what happens is people started posting the entire code base into ChatGPT. And that is actually a security threat for them because they literally provide the entire solution to ChatGPT. And now ChatGPT can actually see this company's code base. So now that company actually literally started restricting the usage of ChatGPT. So like 
and and this happened in many schools also because uh, what happens is kids started using this and they started filling their assignments they started filling their uh, homeworks everything with them and now some teachers are very concerned like okay what is going to happen like all the answers which they are actually getting are given by a machine and uh, what what and there was one interesting thing which uh, which another professor has done so that professor had uh, released some guidelines on how to use chat gpt to their kids so it's like he clearly states that how much ever you interact with the chat gpt the more the better result you will get and he is actually giving a guidelines like you cannot avoid technology but at least you can use it wisely so that is that is a level of stance which a certain group is actually taking but there are uh, still the problem with accountability and transparency because we really don't know how chat gpt is functioning and what is under the hood like even if the documentation provides in the website it's clearly given like how they are training the algorithm how it's actually happening but ultimately we still don't know what is what exactly is happening with any any of these technologies like to be say so uh, how can we raise this uh, what is it like and and due to this concern people tend to avoid certain technology like maybe at a low grade like so that this happens in many of the digital transformation stories and how can we kind of uh, what to say make people less concerned about these kind of things and maybe like one one quick solution is like which i feel is we need to make the technology more transparent but in many cases it's not really possible because it's very hard to interpret certain things and obviously like it it is it is tricky but in certain cases it's mostly like uh we can we can do something on how to empower and as you said like the, regarding the change management itself like making pe- making the technology more accessible to people that is one thing and making the people making the technology more transparent and accountable so uh in the digital transformation like what are, what is your take on this particular thing and how it's being solved like in some of the real cases which you have actually seen yeah if you talk about uh, chat chipti uh, then Uh, there i think that uh, you should see this uh, more as a tool uh, like we cannot i we cannot forbid it and say that not used also for this uh, students and so on so uh, i have uh, read different articles about it some of them that they were forbidden you cannot use it others say let's use it as a tool uh, this is clear that the way how we are uh, studying learning this will change it has been already hundreds of years like this Uh, and uh, everything around us is changing and uh, the school system not this in my opinion it will not stay like this and uh, and uh, i will be also part of uh, studying and maybe uh, um i have also two children maybe they don't have to anymore learn uh, how to calculate or uh, i don't know these things which i have learned uh, in uh, elementary school they have totally uh different uh, lectures uh, there and study different things because they are my daughter is right now 5 and uh, she will enter to the labor market uh, in 20 years uh, so i presume that she doesn't need uh, the same skills which are needed right now because a lot of jobs will not exist anymore this also doesn't mean that uh, Uh, that the people don't have jobs anymore just the jobs will be different we have to again uh, there will uh, this is a change process we have to understand that we have to uh, we uh, learn uh, new things uh, um, skills and so on but if we talk about uh, the transparency and about uh, this uh, 
so-called um, dangers uh, about this that we are giving our uh, our uh, data away then uh, yes i have an example for example in estonia like germans are if i talk about german germans are quite um, sensitive about this topic um, in europe we have a data protection uh, this gdpr general data protection act uh, uh, which came in 2019, I believe, and uh, then uh, uh, all the countries had to a little bit change or make their legal systems a bit clearer. And uh, um, but mostly it's a framework, so uh, you can choose uh, in your country a bit how you do the things, how you regulate. And uh, Germany has done it in a quite a strict way. Estonia maybe less, and so on and so on. Um, but in the end, we have all the same um, uh, basic, like this GDPR uh, applies to uh, all the European countries. And uh, in Estonia, for example, uh, the data is seen as um, something which we can benefit from. And uh, again, if you think about the data, there's like somebody says, oh, no, we should not share it. This is dangerous. And Estonia, on the other hand, thinks, yes, we should share it because we can benefit so much from this. Yes, there are risks, but we have to think about the risks. And uh, one also is this, that uh, I, as a person, don't want that also the public officials, they will just uh, watch my data when they want, if they don't have a permission for it, and they do uh, whatever I want, because there is also uh, delicate data. We, for example, also all the um, medical information in Estonia is digitalized. So uh, it's not nice if somebody scrolls around and watch your things. And uh, yeah, it's also illegal. I think you can go for prison for it in Estonia. But uh, they have then uh, done like this, that uh, I can actually go inside the system. And we have this one portal. And if I go inside there, I see who has watched my data. So there is a trace, and if I see that somebody has watched my data uh, and uh, it was they didn't have a permission for this, then I can ask for which reason, and they can get in a lot of trouble for this. So, um, for example, in Estonia public sector, they have thought about this. Uh, in uh, Germany, they are uh, further away from this kind of solutions to have the data like this. Like, for example, about the medical data, uh, here there is uh, uh, not in the systems this uh, connected uh, medical data. Um, if you go to the doctor in Estonia, every, everything is in the system. If you have analysis, this everything will be already then on, I don't know, the same day or the next day already in the system. And it's also uh, made by this thought that uh, it's a delicate information, yes, but this is the information which can help you the most. Uh, if you, for example, change a doctor and so on, then you don't have to bring some papers to the next doctor and something in the end will still get lost. You have all this information in the system. And if you go uh, from one doctor to another, they have everything already there. So they can much easier, much better make a diagnosis for you or give you some advice. So yes, it is a delicate data, but it's also uh, information which can you can benefit the most. Uh, so, yeah, it's, this is also a little bit like a mindset thing, how you see it. Do you see it as a big risk or do you see it uh, as something beneficial with risks, which we have to find a solution to? Very well said. I, I completely agree to that point. So over to my last question. So like what are the long term implications of digital transformation and how are they addressing the issue of digital skills development and reskilling? Yeah, like, uh, as I said, I also mentioned before that uh, the lot of jobs which are right now uh, on the market, uh, then they uh, in the next years will disappear 
and we don't need these uh, jobs anymore because uh, some robot or is doing this or uh, they are being automated. So we have to think about uh, this, that a uh, lot of uh, people have to, um, uh, they have to re-educate themselves, learn some new skills. Um, and uh, for sure, we have to think about the school system also, which I mentioned before, uh, because uh, it, it doesn't make sense to teach uh, the children right now the same skills which they read right now if the world is changing so fast. There are statistics about this, how fast uh, are the new technologies being adapted, uh, how much faster than it was maybe 10 years ago. So we have to understand that the world is changing crazy. And uh, we as uh, people, we have to, uh, again, if you come back to this change mindset, which I already have mentioned in, in the beginning, that it's important that we all uh, develop ourselves a bit this change mindset if you want to be in the future um, um, successful, but also that we uh, don't feel then somehow left out um, because uh, we have to learn some new skills. We, I, I believe, and uh, this is also one of my own motto, that you should see change as an opportunity, uh, not as a threat. Uh, so this is something which we should everybody work on themselves uh, uh, to be in the future uh, more successful.